It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Now to keep him off the streets and out of trouble my next guest father made him choose an instrument when he was just 12 years old and then sent him off for a lesson. Uh, he hated the practice at the time and uh, because it hurt his fingers and gave away the guitar. Uh, school didn't interest him and instead of studying he picked the guitar back up again and found it. He fell in love with music and forgot all about his studies. He played all the way through his junior uh, cert and uh, he'd entered talent shows not caring whether he won or not just to get the, before, uh, the opportunity to perform in front of an audience. Having failed at school, his father told him to find a job, which he did as a filing clerk for American Express. But every weekend, he would head into town to watch as much live music as possible. A chance meeting with the Furies in the Wexford Inn uh, led to them becoming good friends and led to the success that he has in his life now. Uh, He's never looked back. It's a remarkable story of pursuing a dream no matter what. Singer and musician Peter Byrne joins me now from Monday Motivation. How are you doing, Peter? I am fantastic. Doing great. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for, for travelling down. Okay, let's go back to the start. Tell me about your childhood. You were born and reared in Drimna, isn't that right? Born and reared in Drimna, um, in Mangerton Road in Drimna. Uh, myself and my brother. And uh, we went to Drimna Castle School. Um, as a young as a young boy, I guess, of 10, 12 years of age, my interest in school was zero, pretty much zero, and learning wasn't, I, ha- I had absolutely no interest in school whatsoever, doing homework, daydreamed in class, all that kind of stuff. Now, I don't know whether there's kids out there that still still do that today. I'm oh, sure, there are, there I'm is, sure, absolutely I'm sure, are. I'm sure there are, but that's the way I was, basically. I just had no interest in school whatsoever. So were you one of these ones that the teacher was always saying, Peter, pay attention yeah, and all yeah, that kind pay of stuff? Attention. Yeah, attention. I got the bad notes home from school, you know, didn't do your homework, didn't do well in this exam. But I mean, I'd hate, I'd be, you'd watch for the, the letter coming in the letterbox and you'd try and run out and get there before your parents did. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think all of us have experienced that at least once. Uh, but you did spend uh, a good portion of your teens as well somewhere quite different from Dublin. Yeah, my father worked for Aer Lingus and there was an opportunity there in my dad's uh, my dad's career to go over and work in Africa in uh, in Lusaka. And um they flew quite a few um engineers and mechanics over there at the time and part of the deal was that I, I, these guys that the, the, these men would only go over there on the proviso that their families could go over there. So for a few months each year 
during the holidays and all that sort of stuff, we got to go over there as young kids and experience all this and, I guess, witness a totally different side of the world to yeah. where we lived in, you know, to see these young young kids as well running around with, no, with nothing, with nothing. You, you thought you had nothing, but these kids had nothing. And when you touched down in Zambia for the first time, that must have had a profound effect on you. Like, what did you feel when, like, it must have been a big culture shock? Well, well as I said to you, like, you think when you, it doesn't matter whether you live in Drimner, or Ballyfermot or where, where Ballymona, wherever you live, you, you know, as kids, you run around and you're happy kicking a ball around the yard and you're ha- or kicking the can or chasing each other around the yard or whatever you, you do. But when you actually see the way these young families, the poverty and the way these young families live, and these young kids, as well, the same age as you, just as happy. Mm. But I guess they don't know any difference, you know, and their idea of a ball is wrapping up leaves, wrapping up leaves and into making them into a shape of a ball and then tying them up and kicking that around the yard. Right. So yeah. it, like I suppose and I suppose isn't football one of those things it's a sort of a universal it's a, it's yeah. a, it's, it's a universal connection. Yes. Yeah. So you know so we as kids we'd we'd kick the ball around with these with, with these young kids as well, you know. So it was it was mind-blowing especially I guess as as I got older and got more closer into my teens you appreciate how lucky I was. Yeah, yeah. And I know you had parents that were extremely, I suppose, watchful and worried about you, Peter, because um, your father, uh, to keep you out of trouble, let's say, yeah. he asked you to pick an instrument. It wasn't somewhat, yeah, it, it wasn't much keep, keep you out of trouble, I guess, like anything else. The more occupied a child's mind is, whether it be with sport or music, uh, the less chances of them being on the streets and, you know, getting into mischief and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we, my brother and I had a choice of either the clarinet or the guitar. Or the guitar. <laughs> Two quite extreme. My brother picked the clarinet <laughs> and I grabbed the guitar. And uh, so we went to lessons and all that kind of stuff. And I absolutely hated it because me, t- trying to press the guitar strings, it used to cut me fingers and whatever. And I didn't didn't like it one bit. So it didn't really last that long for me. So I threw it there and then went back out into the yard kicking the football around. Yeah, but you did, thankfully, rediscover it again. Was it because it was on your own terms, maybe, that you picked up the guitar again and it wasn't so much that, you know, you were being told to go to lessons and to practice, which you didn't obviously thrive in that kind of school-like environment. It's funny you should say that because it, it was pretty much, like I remember mum and dad saying, like, you need to go upstairs and study. Have you done your homework? Uh, and you go, oh no, I'm going up to do it now. And you'd go upstairs and do the homework and then I'd look at the guitar in the corner and then I'd pick, pick, pick the guitar up again and, and then I'm str- tr- strumming a chord and I go, actually, that doesn't sound too bad now a year later because um, my fingers are a bit stronger. And then I strum another chord. And Dad said he used to he used to hear me upstairs, but I try and strum it quietly so he <laughs> wouldn't hear me. Yeah. You know, but he knew damn well I wasn't doing my homework. Okay, so you you fail the junior, you I fail failed, the leaving. I failed the inter- intermediate certificate, mm. and I fail my leaving certificate twice. Okay, and does like do you what when you get the results? What how does that make you feel? Do you just I do was, you mind? Do you? Oh, uh, I'm I'm minded for the fact that 
I mean, I appreciate the fact that m- my parents sent me back a second time to for me to give it another go, mm. but I, the interest just wasn't there. I mean, my brother left school at his intermediate certificate, and he went on um, to do um, become a sheet metal worker, and so he did. He did his time serving an apprenticeship. So that was fine, but I wasn't interested in doing anything like that. I did. I did wasn't interested in working with my hands. Um, I actually had no idea what I want, really wanted to do. The only thing I knew I enjoyed doing was was music. I just loved music. So I um, I went when this the second um, certificate came mm. around. Uh, and I didn't get the results I was supposed to, you know. I, I needed just to get to get me through it. Um, I, there was, a, I have to admit, there was a certain amount of shame there, mm. you know, embarrassment because, as I said, I, I knew what it cost my parents to send me back to to the, to the school again. But music was calling, and music became—I suppose—it consumed you. Would it be fair to say, yeah, and you, you, you spent your entire free time, you know, watching live performances and playing yourself. But tell me about your big break moment because you met the Furies in the Wexford Inn. I met the Furies in the Wexford Inn. I was—I was eighteen or nine, just nineteen, um, and as I said, because of the fact that I was obsessed with all kinds of music, and at that particular time. George, who's now my best friend, as well, all the boys are, but George used to live around the corner from us because we moved from Drimlet to Palmerstown. And George lived around the corner. So he used to go into the shopping centre. My mum worked in the shopping centre and she'd serve him and all that kind of stuff. So we, we became friends. And then I decided I wanted to go in and see them one night. So I got in a little bit early and... The, the, the Wexford Inn, it's not there anymore, but there was a downstairs section of the Wexford Inn where you could go and have a few drinks before you could go upstairs to the concert. And I was in there a little bit early with my brother and the boys were sitting at the bar and I just walked straight up and said hello and we started chatting and they were so, so friendly. Um, started telling them about what I did and whatever you, and uh, then they uh, we went upstairs and shot the concerts and what have you. And then the following week, they were back there again. And I went in this time. But this time, they were worried about the fact that I could uh, I could sing and play. Mm. So the boys invited me up on stage to, to sing a song. Now, they didn't tell me they were going to be invited. Okay, me so up they just did stage. a spur of the moment they kind of thing. They just did a spur okay. of the moment thing. So... Um, I got up on stage and George gave me gave me a loan of his guitar and I I sang I sang try little try little kindness. <laughs> How did that go down? No, it went down. I had them all clapping and singing, whatever. And country roads, actually, that's right. Yeah. Oh well, that's a classic, and, I think. And, anyway, and and uh, and but the thing about it was the part that I actually do remember is the buzz from the applause. Mm. Now nobody in the audience. Obviously, everybody in the audience was there to see the were there to see the Furies. So, anyway, <laughs> did my stu- did my stuff, and uh, and got down off the stage. And then afterwards, we had a few drinks with the guys and had a bit of a laugh. And a couple of other times that I went in, um, I got up and uh, I had just started to enjoy the music of Neil Diamond, and I decided I'd sing a Neil Diamond song. So. Uh, got up and I sang a Neil Diamond song and it was Forever in Blue Jeans and uh, the reaction was just un- amazing from the audience 
and again the buzz and I got down and I just it, the adrenaline rush for me I can't wait to even to this day as I'm 57 years of age even today I can't wait to get on stage yeah and you can't get me off and this is what you work at so well and this is what, what you were meant to be doing. Yeah. So how do you go from that then to performing? I mean, I have to talk to you about, you know, the gig in Sydney Convention Centre where 4,000 people are there and they all give you a standing ovation. So how do you go from, you know, performing with the Furies occasionally to, to this? Um, well, when, when I realised that music was where I wanted to go, I get. I mean, Ireland has some amazing international stars, but a lot of the they didn't become international stars until they left Ireland and went to America or went to the UK because there was a broader, I guess, there was a, a bigger opportunity for them. You know, your Van Morrison's, your U2s, your, the, the, these big groups. So I knew there was no way of making a a decent living out of it uh, here in Australia. So I did what. Any young kid, do you know, go out, get, get yourself a job. You know, mm. my father says, you need to go out and get yourself a, get a job. So I went out and got a job um, working for American Express. And But again, back of your mind, you're going music, 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 music. When's my next gig, yeah. I would go into work every day and I'd be... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. As, I'd concentrate as much as I could, but music, music, music in the back of my mind. And eventually, you know, I'd, I'd do the odd gig in the odd pub here and there mm. and whatever you... But it was only when I actually moved to Australia when I was 25 that as soon as I touched down and I saw the volume 
of entertainment venues, pubs, clubs, theatres compared to um, compared to Dublin and Ireland, it was a hundred times more. Yeah. And if you were good enough and you believed in yourself enough, um, that world was your oyster. And it was then that I decided, well, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But I guess like anything else, you need the break. You, know, you need mm-hmm. somebody to introduce yeah. you to say, you know, this guy can sing or this guy can play. And that happened to me when um, a friend of mine who I was living with took me into this pub in the city and he said, uh, he said, you see that guy up on the stage there? He said, his name's Charlie. And he said, uh, he's been singing here for 20 something years and he brought Charlie down and Charlie introduced me to Charlie. <laughs> and I still remember to this day, um, uh, Charlie turned around to me and said, you're a singer? And I said, yeah. He said, do you want my gig? And I went, pardon? What do you mean do I want your gig? He said, do you want my gig? And he said, I'm just too old to be playing here now. And he said, you're a young young guy. He said, uh, then two seconds later, he calls the manager down and he said, I quit. Oh my God. And he said, this guy is taking over from me next week. And he goes, is he any good? He said, he's brilliant. He, he hadn't, hadn't heard you. He hadn't even heard me sing. Right. So again, you, you, you know, I mean, it's all about those little silly breaks. It, yeah, this but is the, a serendipity kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So the, so the following week, I turned up and I and I, I spent a week. I mean, admittedly, because I'd spent so much time working on my repertoire of songs, I had a good repertoire of songs. But I spent that week putting together, you know, three forty-five minute sets of songs from the sixties and the seventies. Um, and went and the sh- and it was at ten o'clock at night to two o'clock in the morning shift, so it was a late shift. But after two weeks, I had the place hopping off the wall, yeah. hopping off the wall. Then one night, then uh, I got offered a gig in a restaurant in North in North Sydney in in, in Sydney called Percy's Restaurant. It was an Italian restaurant, and the guy said to me, "Now we just want you to sit in the corner and play. We don't want to hear you." And I right, went, your background noise. Your kind, kind of, of background noise. Okay, and I went okay, no problem. He said, "Just bring in a small speaker and just plug in." So I brought in this small speaker and plugged in, and I'm singing all these nice folk songs and all that kind of stuff. And this young man comes up to me and he said, um, "Do you happen to know any Neil Diamond?" So I said, "I know, I know one or two. So I sung them. And then he came up to me afterwards. He said, "You've really got that voice thing happening." He said, "You got that gravelly voice thing happening." So he said, you should learn some more. So I went, okay. Now the restaurant probably held about 60 people. Yeah. So I went off home and I went, and I remember my dad had an album called Love of the Greek, which was a follow-up album to the Hot August Night album. And I learned some more songs from that album. And uh, went back the following Friday and the restaurant's absolutely jam-packed and I proceed to start playing these I mean, Neil Diamond, in my my mind, is a balladeer. He writes oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful, mm. beautiful love songs. So I proceed to start. Um, actually, I Am, I Said was the song I was playing. And then I went, Play Me and Love, all these beautiful songs. And the whole restaurant stopped eating because because I knew I was background. I wasn't looking out at the audience. I was looking down at the ground and looking at my fingers changing the chords. And I, in my own, I was in my own little, little zone. Little zone in my own little world. And playing away and all of a sudden the whole restaurant clapped right they put down their knives and forks and clapped and I looked up and it frightened the life out of me absolutely frightened the life out of me um, to the point then that the the restaurant owner 
gave, offered me a permanent position every Friday on the proviso that I did a one-hour Neil Diamond set, set. Okay. of all of his songs. And I was there for about six months. But by that stage, the word was then starting to get around um, around uh, Sydney that there's this guy who does Neil Diamond really, really well. So I was working six nights a week, but just on my own solo. Yeah. Just on my own solo. And that's really... That's really the start of it. Well, uh, what I'm going to do is, because we are going to hear you perform some Neil Diamond for us, but we're going to just take a quick break okay. and we'll come back with a Neil Diamond song. Stay okay. right with us. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. Test drive the awesome new Mercedes-Benz A-Class today at Gilmore's Kings Court. See it, drive it, simply awesome. That's the Mercedes-Benz A-Class at Gilmore's Kings Court or gilmores.ie. LM. We're with Peter Byrne. Uh, he's talking about, uh, I suppose, his life and how he has kept so motivated in his life and in his music and all that sort of stuff. He is the number one Neil Diamond tribute act, I would say, in the world. Yes. Very close. Yes. Endor- like, put it this be- way, I've been endorsed by Neil Diamond. He has been endorsed by Neil Diamond and he's going to perform something by the man himself now. What are you going to perform for us? My favourite song. She was morning and I was nighttime. I one day woke up to find a lion beside my bed. I softly said, Come take me. For I have been long. Someone as though I've done someone wrong somewhere, but I don't know where. I don't know where. Come lately, you are the sun, and I am the moon, and you are the words, and I am the tune. Me. Song she sang to me, song she rang to me, words that rang in me, and rhymes that sprang from me warm the nights. And what was right became me. the sun and I am the moon you are the words and I am the tune play me and so it was that I came to travel upon the road that was fond and narrow t'was another place Another grace would save me You are the sun and I am the moon You are the words and I am the tune Play me 
sun and I am the moon You are the words and I am the tune Play me I had to come out there at the end You actually do go into your own little world you absolutely do and do. you absolutely do sound exactly like Neil Diamond <laughs> but tell me about this big show that's coming up uh, you are going to be performing in August in uh, the Helix with the um, big big orchestra as well it came about because there's a very famous Neil Diamond's probably got the world's famous album from the 70s called Hot August Night it was an album recorded in the Greek theatre over 10 nights recorded live with a 30 piece symphony orchestra 21 years ago somebody said to me why don't you do a special tribute to the album I decided if I was going to do it do it correctly so I had all the music written and we did it in Sydney's convention centre in front of 4,000 people with the Sydney Symphony Orchestra. Where he got a standing ovation, can I just say, from all 4,000 people. Not bad for a man who failed his junior in leaving cert. Yeah, go on ahead. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Ended up touring it around, all around Australia, New Zealand and overseas and what have you. And uh, my dream has been to take the show home. And I am doing that now. My dad's never seen me perform with the orchestra. Uh, and either has my uncle and my brother and sister are flying home from Canada and it's going to be so I decided I would hire a, a theatre and we do recreate the Hot August Night album the whole album from cover to cover with the Orchestra of Ireland a 30 piece symphony orchestra on the 3rd of August coming up in about four weeks time and it's going to be spectacular that's for sure now just to kind of finish up uh, with you with our Monday Motivation just the one thing that I wanted to ask you because I'd be intrigued by this if you were to go back to Peter, age 10, 11, running to collect that note that's coming from the teacher that's going to be saying Peter was messing in class or whatever, <laughs> uh, to hide from your parents. If you could travel back in time to that Peter, what would you tell him about life and what you've learned? Uh, I tell him not to change a thing. And that's the, 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 the problem is once you have a dream and a goal, um, what I have learned is I never give up. If I fail, I stand up and I brush it off, brush brush it off, and go. Okay, where did I go wrong? And I can do this get, do this again. The ten year old, twelve year old Peter Byrne wasn't supposed to be the brain surgeon. wasn't supposed to be the you know six honours in the leaving certificate or the intermediate certificate. Uh, his journey and his voyage was just in a different direction on a different on a different train track. Um, so. I would tell Peter Byrne or any other kid that same age is just follow your dream. Follow your dream and doesn't, don't let anybody else tell you you can't. Actually, exactly that. Don't let anybody tell you you can't because you can. Peter Byrne, thank you so, so much for being our much needed Monday motivation today. The Helix, 3rd of August, a big orchestra and Neil Diamond will be live on stage in the form of Peter <laughs> Byrne. But thank you so much for joining me on 11 to 1 today. Thanks for having me and we'll see everybody on the 3rd of August. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 